Coming, coming to this place right now, holy. Fill us up this morning, holy. Holy, 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 holy. Lift your hands up to the sky. Let's, let's praise our God this morning. Give him all the praise. Give all the glory, Father. We just thank you. We get to come to your throne, Father, because of the blood of Jesus this morning, Father. Right now, we just pray that you pour down your anointing in this place, Father. Right now, Lord. Open up blinded eyes this morning in Jesus' name. Right now, Lord. We pray for our, the people that are sick right now, Father. Right now, Lord, that you touch their bodies right now, Father. The ones that want to be here this morning, Father. Right now, Lord, fill, up, fill us up this morning, Jesus. Holy, holy, holy God. Yes, holy, holy. We worship you this morning. We honor you this morning, Father. Hallelujah, Jehovah. Your word is to be praised. Thank you, Jehovah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. We trust you alone, Father. You are our glory. Yes, Father. Hallelujah. Have your way in this place, Father, right now, Lord. Let your people worship you right now, Father. We honor you. We glorify you, Father. In Jesus' holy name, Father. Before we go into worship this morning, Father, right now. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. We praise him. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Sing praises to him. Worship him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's worship. Worship him. He's worthy to be worshiped, Father. Hallelujah. All the glory to you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, have your way in this place, holy. Let your anointing fall in this place right now on the believers right now. Let your anointing, Father, right now. Anoint everything that we're going to do this morning, Father, right now. Down from the preaching all the way down to the praying for each other, Father, right now, Lord. Have your way. Let your anointing fall in this place. Holy, holy, have your way, holy. Holy, holy God, have your way, holy, holy. Holy, holy God, have your way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word, this true, Father, right now. Thank you for everybody that showed up this morning, Father, right now. We just pray for those that are not here, Father, right now, that are sick, watching online, Father, that you bless them right where they at, Father, right now. Bring down anointing on them, Father. Let everything be anointed. Let our lips be anointed. Our hands are anointed this morning, Father. The pastor is anointed this morning, Father, to preach your gospel this morning, Father, right now, Lord. We pray for those that are sick right now, Father, right now, Lord. We just pray for healing in their bodies in Jesus' name right now. Hallelujah. Have your way in this place, holy. Have your way, holy, holy, holy God. We worship you this morning, Father. You're worthy to be praised. We honor you this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. We praise you this morning. We worship you this morning. We honor, we honor, we honor, Lord. We thank you for this time, Father. We surrender this time to you, Father. Everything that you're going to do in service today, Father, right now, Lord. Have your way in this place, Jesus. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' holy name. 
Amen.
Let's sing that praise one more time. But this time, sing it like you mean it. And I will praise until these walls come down. I will sing until my voice gives in. Somebody lift up a shout. Hallelujah. 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 And we say, Lord, be enthroned upon our praises. The Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people. Hallelujah. We don't want a visitation. We want an inhabitation. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. We want to live in his glory. So we say, Lord, be enthroned upon our praises. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just think of something that he's worthy of. Hallelujah. He's worthy of our glory. He's worthy of all honor and all praise. Hallelujah. Somebody lift your hands right there. Say every other throne is under your throne. 
And every other name is under your name And every other kingdom's under your kingdom Being thrown upon our praises Being thrown upon our praises Being thrown upon our praises Being thrown upon our
When you enter into a time of worship, you often often see people, sometimes you'll see people crying, sometimes you'll see people get emotional, sometimes, and if you're not used to that, you don't understand what that's all about. You don't understand why someone can break down in tears and just, and just fall apart in the presence of the Lord. And that's because you never experienced it. Because I'm telling you, when you see what, when you see what God has taken people from and where he's brought them to, and when you experience that in your life where God will pick you up from the mess that you've created and he'll dust you off and he'll use you in such a powerful way, you can do nothing but worship him when you're in his presence. You can do nothing but praise him. You can do nothing but give him all the praise and all the honor and all the glory. You know, the, the Bible talks about Saul and, and how Saul's entire life was changed in one moment. And God took one of the most ruthless people on the face of the earth that was killing, killing Christians. And he turned him into something so powerful and so wonderful to spread his word and to carry his word throughout history for eternity. And I think of all the Saul's we have in here. I think of all the Paul's we have in here. All the people that have been radically changed by our God. Radically changed by God just showing up in their life in a powerful, powerful way. So when we worship him and we cry out to him, it's all in his honor and all in his glory and all in remembering what God's done in your life and thanking him for who he is, thanking him for what he's done and what he's still going to do in your life. That's the power of worship. That's the power of praise. That's the power in, in coming in the presence of the Lord and just allowing him to love on you as you love on him. It's so good, and we can never forget that. We can never never lose that. 
And you don't have to wait to get to church to do that. That's something you can do in your home. Something you can do in your car. Something you can do wherever you're at, at work. But man, we can come together as a family. We can come together and worship God. It's a powerful movement. And all of a sudden you see testimonies feed into lives and, and stories feed into lives. And, and, and guess what? Then all of a sudden the belief comes and the faith comes. And next thing you know, now healing comes. And, and man, God just starts doing amazing things when you come in his presence as a group of believers. So, Father, we come before you now. We come before you today. Father, we surrender to you. We thank you, God. We thank you for what you've done in our lives. We thank you for taking a whole bunch of Saul's and turning them into Paul's, Lord. We thank you, God, for picking up us, picking us up and never forgetting about us, never giving, giving up on us, God. Always sticking to your promises, Lord. Oh. And we thank you, Lord, that, that we still have a lot to do. So, Father, we, we just come before you and we just thank you. We praise you and we worship you this morning. Father, bless this place. Father, let your Holy Spirit just penetrate the hearts of everybody in here this morning. And everybody online, God, you see them all, Lord. Father, we just thank you. And we worship you and we love you. And we just give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory this morning in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen and amen. Come on. We can get more excited than that. Come on. Let's celebrate him because of what he's done in our lives. Let's give him what a king deserves this morning. Let's celebrate him. Come on, y'all. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Holy. We worship you, God. We worship you. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Oh, man. God is so good, and we're so thankful. And, and we, we just, man, we surrender to him today. We're going to take a moment, find somebody you don't know, give them a high five, a knuckle bump, whatever you want to do. Uh, let them know that God loves them, and so do you guys. We'll be right back.
everybody's on a different path, but but some people are just a little, you know, further along. That's right. <laughs> I get up every morning and I put on the full armor of God, just like the Apostle yeah, Paul chill, tells chill. us to do I'm off, in yeah. Ephesians six. All worked out. Of course, it's made a few things more difficult. Good. I think I've had to reevaluate some things, like how I get in my car, how I drink my morning coffee. But but I've come up with solutions for most of these things. It's not for everybody. My wife's not really into it. Hold on a second. Hey, can you hear me? Dad, I need, I need you to talk just a little bit louder. Sometimes I hear people make fun of me behind my back, but I just turn the other cheek, you know? I mean, who's gonna be laughing when the day of evil comes? Not the guy in the suit of armor, you know what I mean? I'm working on my moves. Gotta stay sharp, you know? I've got my breastplate of righteousness. I've got my helmet of salvation. It doesn't get any more secure than when you're wearing the helmet of salvation. Shoot! I've got my feet fitted with the readiness of the gospel of peace, the belt of truth. I got the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And I've got my shield of faith. I don't know why more people haven't done this yet, but they will, they'll learn. on now check check there we go mic's on mic's on come on guys everybody doing good come on i'm fired up this morning we having a good morning huh come on you guys love destiny church come on give it up for our church this morning that's right give it up for everybody online that's so important we love you guys we know what's going on we love you keep watching keep sharing this message get the link out to everybody come on we, we just know the word has got to get out and it has to get out through you so so get and push that word out there uh, if you're new this morning, look, I'm DJ along with my wife, Jules. We get the honor to pastor here at Destiny Church. Come on, we love you guys. Uh, we thank everybody in the church. We thank everybody that serves in the church. Everything you do, it's just amazing. We become one big family, and we just love that. So I thank you all. Uh, we just love you. And, and that was our thing over Thanksgiving was, what am I thankful for? And I was so thankful for our family, and, and this is our family. And, you know, I'm thankful for my my worldly family, but you guys, this is this is a spiritual, this is a family, this is this is something completely different, and I thank each and every one of you uh, for what you do. So, look, if you're online and you're you're watching this and you feel you need prayer or anything, we're going to have numbers up online for you. Reach out to our prayer partners. Uh, take a picture of that. They're ready to pray for you. So, if you're online and you're watching, you're not doing this alone. We want to pray for you. So, so take advantage of that. And if you're new to our church, if this is the first time or second time and you hadn't filled out a Connect card yet, let us know. Fill out a Connect card. We'll get one to you. They're usually in the seat backs, but now with everything going on, they're not in the seat backs. So if you need one, raise your hand or talk to Connection Point. That's that big wooden desk out in the foyer. We would love to get you a Connect card. What that is, it's just a way for us to contact you. Thank you for showing up at church, but also see if there's anything we can pray for you about and try to tell you about the next step, what your next step in your walk or even in our church is. So that's why that's so important. If you don't fill that out, we can't contact you. So help us do our job. Fill out the card, and then, then we'll know what's going on. So so I love that. A couple quick announcements this week. Uh, Monday night prayer, every single Monday night, 6 p.m. right in here. We just seek God together. So if you've never done that before, come on out and just join us. Okay, we don't ask you to come up and pray over everybody. That's not what it's about. It's about being in the same room with other believers. Uh, we've got worship music playing. Sometimes it's live, sometimes it's not, and we're just worshiping God, and, and we're praying. 
and we're praying over everything. We're praying over our prayer cross over here. So you see the cross on the side that has prayers on it, which means you can go up there, write your prayer on the, the paper, nail it to the cross. It takes just a mustard seed of faith to put it up on the cross, but then you have an entire church family praying for it. It's that powerful. So we come in, and every week we're praying over that. And then when God answers that prayer, go ahead and take it and nail it on the miracle cross because we like to celebrate all the miracles in the church. That's so important that we celebrate what God does. Okay, so that's up to you. You, you put, the, put, put it up on the prayer cross, and then when God shows up, put it up on the miracle cross. But that's what we're praying over on Monday night, and then we're praying over whoever else shows up and whatever it is. We let God lead us on Monday night, and we'll let the Spirit tell us what to pray for. That's so powerful. Uh, so then we have Tuesday at the table uh, with, with Brother Daniel this, this week again. So Brother Daniel's doing a phenomenal job uh, on Tuesdays, and he's going to be here again this week. So show on up. Look, we never know what we're going to get. That's what I love. Tuesday is our midweek service. What that means is that it's not like this. Like, we don't come out on Tuesdays with a full worship team and, and just get out here. It's not like that. This is more intimate. It's, um, it's a Bible study. If you really want to know what's going on in the Bible and what it's all about, that's what it is. It's a teaching, okay? So you get to ask questions and get answers. That's very important because there's a lot of people that don't understand what we're talking about on a Sunday, and there's not a lot of time for you to raise your hand on a Sunday and ask me a question. So show up on Tuesday. We cover a lot of great things. We're building foundations. That's what I believe this whole year has been, building foundations and trying to get back to the foundation of Christianity, what it means to be a Christian and, and how we're walking that out. And that's what we're doing on Tuesdays also. So get here Tuesdays, 6 p.m. And then on Wednesdays, this campus is student ministry and children's ministry. So we kept Pastor Kevin and Kristen in our student ministry. And then we have our children's ministry with Mama Lo. Man, they're all doing amazing things on Wednesday, all at 6 o'clock. Drop your kids off, bring them in here, and drop them off, and, and, and let God just do amazing things in their life. And then don't forget our young adults. They meet on Fridays right here in the church. So if you have a young adult, 18 to 28, 18 to 28. Uh, so we have Brandon and Nicole are heading up our young adults. So if you're 18 to 28 and you're saying, hey, I can't do life alone, I need to find people like like me, I need to understand what, what life is all about when I'm not living in the world, then that's what you do. And, and then we've got some great, powerful leaders over that that are just pouring in to these young adults, and I'm excited over that. So we have stuff happening almost all throughout the week. So if you show up at the church at any day throughout the week, you're going to find something. Okay, so that's what I love about Destiny. We're always here, always doing great things. And that's all my announcements today. If you want anything else, I need you to go download the app. Destiny Church Alabama app, download it on your phone. That's where all the information's at. So you can go to our website, and all, it's all the same, but, but the app is really handy. We get push notifications, so if something changes, we can just send out a message. It pushes right across your phone, so you're not searching for it. You're not going, hey, are they having church tonight? And you're trying to look on the website or look on Facebook. It comes right across your phone, uh, and you'll know, oh, look, you know, something got canceled tonight. So such a powerful thing. So, hey, let's pray. Let's get into the message, because I believe God has an amazing word for us today. Um, and it's long. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so we're going to get started really quick. Come on. Come on, Father. We love you, Lord. We thank you, God. You are so, so good. I, I thank you for this family. I thank you for what you're doing in our church, God. And, Father, I thank you for what you've done in my life and, and what you keep doing, Lord. So today we surrender to you. God, I surrender this message to you. Let it be all of you, Father God, and none of me. So, Lord, bless us today. Be with us today, Father God. Let this word land on the ears and hearts of those that need to hear it. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen and amen. So, uh, wow, if you've been in this series with us, we are in the final series of the armor of God. Okay, which is kind of important. We've been in this since September. 
So we have taken our time and walked through the armor of God and how important it is uh, to put on every bit of the armor, how important it is uh, to, to, to really understand what God wants you to do and the tools and the resources he has available for us. So we're in that final week, so we're going to wrap it up. And then we don't know what's going on next week. We'll find out come Sunday. Usually Saturday night he helps me out a little bit. Um, but the armor of God, this has been since September. It's all about spiritual warfare, spiritual battle, and how the enemy is always coming at us. Because the enemy, look, he does not like Christians, okay? And he, and he wants to keep God out of us, okay? He wants to keep us moving in the wrong direction. He wants to... Um, to even put out our flame as we get on fire for Christ and we start doing what God wants us to do. He wants to come in and dump a bucket of water on it. Okay, he wants to distract us. He wants to pull us away from our faith. And it's a spiritual battle. And it continues to happen. It doesn't go away. The enemy doesn't take a break. Okay, he doesn't take weekends and holidays off. He is 24-7 and he's going to come at us. The only difference is, is that some people understand that God gave us tools. God gave us the armor of God. He gave us stuff that will help protect us and defend us, okay? He gave us stuff to use, and if you don't know that, what you're trying to do is you're trying to face the battle on your own. You're trying to face a spiritual battle in the flesh, and you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do it in the flesh. So you're trying to do it on your own. So, so God said, here's some tools, here's some resources. If you put this into play, if you put this in, he goes, it's going to help you. I'm here to help you, right? He sent the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's here as a helper to help us. So he works through it. So last week, uh, last week we discussed the sword of the Spirit. And, and that was the offensive and defensive weapon, the only one. So, so you can block things from the enemy, but you can also attack. It's so important that the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. And last week we talked about that. It's the rhema word, the rhema word of God, which means God gives you a specific word for a specific situation. Okay, so, so you, you've seen it before where people say, well, if I've got a problem, I'll just read a verse in the Bible. And sometimes that might work, but there's a whole bunch of stuff that happens in this world, and there's only so much stuff in the Bible. So what do you do when what you're going through isn't specifically in the Bible? Well, then you reach out to God and you study the Scripture, and while you're studying the Scripture, God will download stuff into you. He'll give you a rhema word. Right? You guys remember that. Okay, so that was the rhema word. That's what we talked about last week is God giving us that word. And it comes from Scripture. It comes from prayer. Sometimes it comes through worship. When you're worshiping God, man, he just starts downloading stuff in you. So that's why that stuff's so important. It's so important that we stay in the word, that we're praying, that we're worshiping God. Okay? And the takeaway last week was to get in your word. So get in the, 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 the scripture, get in the Bible. Why? Because when you're in the Bible, God will start giving you a rhema word for all your situations. That's why it's so important that you're in your Bible. Okay, that's why it's so important that you understand how to read the Bible. It's so important that, that, that you, you read with, with a purpose. And I know that's hard because when I first started reading the Bible, it didn't work that way. Like, I was like, read the Bible, open the book. Mm, okay, I'm going to read that. All right, I read my Bible today. Good stuff, put it away and move on. And then I've learned throughout the years how important it is to, to get in with a purpose and understand context and understand why he's speaking that. Like every word in there is alive. Every word in there is on purpose. Every word in there was planned to be in there for a reason because God knows everything that's going on. So he says the word's in there. Okay, so we need to, that was our takeaway to read that and then get a rhema word. 
and listen to God and try to get a rhema word for whatever you're going through. So go online. All those sermons are on the app. They're all on our website. Go all the way back. Watch them all. Get in there. Watch every one of them. Uh, that ar- I'm telling you, the armor of God is the foundation. So you need to understand how to, uh, to defend yourself, how to, to, to combat this, this spiritual attack. And you need to use the resources that God gave us. So our go-to verse, this is the verse that, that we are covering through this, this time frame, is Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. So if you have your Bibles, open that up uh, and get to that section. Um, and anytime I mention something, if you want to write it in your Bible, write it in your Bible. It's okay to write in your Bible if you didn't know that. Mine is all scribbled in and highlighted. So write in your Bible. That's good. Uh, do it on. You can do it on here, too, on the little iPads and stuff. <laughs> Click it, highlight it, do whatever you want. So make sure you take notes when you get to those points. So here we go, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. So you have to take your stand against the devil's schemes. For your struggle, for our struggle, is not against flesh and blood, but it's against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. So now what we're talking about, uh, it's, it's about these, the dark world. So we've got powers in the dark world, so in the flesh, and then we have a spiritual realm where there's dark powers. So, so you've got the flesh and the spirit. So therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So I love that. This, this gives you the full armor, and then right at the end, you know, it kind of hits us with the last segment we're going to cover today. So here you see the Bible lays it all out for us, tells us what we need to get ready to ready ourselves for when the day of evil comes. And you say, what's the day of evil? Well, it's different for everybody. My day of evil is different from your day of evil. Okay, so so the enemy knows uh, your temptations. The enemy knows how to hit you. The enemy knows where you struggle at. So so your day of evil is going to be different than mine. And there are multiple days of evil out there. So you could talk to somebody that went through the same thing you went through. But guess what? They might get a different result. Why? Because of where they are in their position with Christ. Because guess what? If they're in the word, if they put on the full armor of God, they can go through the same thing you went through. And walk through unscathed where you can go through and you're not depending upon God. And guess what? It's tearing you apart. It's wrecking you. And you're like, but you went through it. How'd you do it? Well, it's not a one-time thing. You just don't wake up in the morning and say, okay, fix it all, God. He says, you need to get in my word. You, you, need, to, you need to put on the breastplate of righteousness. You need to wear the helmet of salvation. It's all that in one. You can't pick and choose what armor you wear. Because whatever you decide not to wear that one day, the enemy's coming that day in that area. So it's so important you understand that you have to put all this stuff on at all all the right time, every day. See, the devil is a real and powerful enemy of believers. He's real and he's powerful. Don't forget that. (laughs) Okay, he's real and he's powerful. And when when he comes, I'm telling you, he comes to attack. He comes to kill, kill, steal, and destroy. 
Okay, so our job is to be ready for that. So we put on the full armor of God. So here's the thing. You actually have to put it on and use the armor. So and the armor is virtue. So when I talk about it, it's truth. It's righteousness. It's salvation. It's readiness. Right. It's faith. We have all this armor and you need to actually put it on. This is not just something you wear for show. Like you, you don't put it on like an army, you know, in a parade where, where you're just walking around looking sharp. Okay, and unfortunately, in, in, in our world today, there's a lot of people that come to church and they put on a show. They put on the armor when they walk in these doors. And it looks great. It looks righteous. It looks like they're in completely in prayer and they're doing all the right things. But when they leave, they take the armor off and they go put it away somewhere. And they try to deal with life in the flesh. And that's where the enemy comes. So it's not for show because what happens when something's for show and you only use it once in a while, right? You put it up and now you can't find it. I do it every year when it comes to Christmas decorations. Every year when Christmas shows up, we decorate the house. Every year when it's over with, I take all the stuff down and I put them in boxes and I put it in storage. And every year I open them up again and stuff's not there. I don't understand it. But think about that when you're dealing with the armor of God, when you take off the armor and you just put it up and you put it up because you think that I don't need it right now. Everything's going great in my life. Everything's perfect. I don't have to worry about anything like there's no worries. Everything is great. So you take your armor off and you go put it in storage and you're like, well, I don't need to pray as much now. I don't need to read my Bible as much because everything's going good. And then the day of evil comes and you're scrambling. Because you don't know where your armor's at. You don't even remember how it fits. You don't know how to put it on. You don't know how to work it. Because you stored it away. You know, it reminds me of, uh, and I've shared this story before, but in the military, they would train us on weapons. And because I was a mechanic, okay, I, 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 we, did, we didn't get to carry weapons all the time. Like, my weapon was a wrench. You know, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's, that's who I was. I was the wrench guy. So we, we, we fixed planes. So most of the time in my life when we deployed, we were in secure locations. We didn't take weapons. We would just carry our toolboxes. And then when they shipped me off to Afghanistan with 13 other guys and they gave us weapons, I was a little worried because the military says we're going to train you. At that point in our military career, it was, I'm going to train you, and then if you qualify, three years later, we'll, we'll let you requalify. So it was a three-year thing. So I could have qualified two years ago, and I had 13 guys, and, and they're looking at their guns like it's something brand new. And I'm like, oh, we are in trouble. And then they throw ammo at you. That's even worse. Like, just give me a gun with no ammo. We can at least swing it like a baseball bat. But what it was is just a great example of how if you don't use something, if you don't practice something, you forget how to use it. You forget how to apply it in a time of need. You know, I had a guy at my house uh, yesterday, and he was, man, I think he shot 400 rounds of ammo because I've got a little shooting range in the back of my house. And he's shooting, and when I asked him, I said, man, you're having fun? He goes, look, it's not for fun. This is to get better. This is to get better. He goes, I need to get good at what I do. And when I think about that, I think about the word of God and I think about the armor of God. We have to do it all the time so we get better at what we do. We have to be prepared because when the day of evil comes, you have got to be ready to defend yourself. 
That is not the time to wake up and go scurrying around trying to figure out how you're going to stop it because what happens in that moment is now you start relying on everybody else and not God. So now you start calling everybody and putting it on Facebook. Pray for me. Pray for me. My world's out of control. I don't know what to do. I'm going to go to church for the first time in a while because I want people to pray for me because I don't know how to do this on my own. And it's because you're not practicing. You're not, you're not constantly using it. You're not, you're not putting it into practice, what God gave you as a tool, as, as an armor. And it's so important that we don't put that away. It's so important that we get better at that. Because most people don't reach for that armor until the battle begins. And that's the wrong time. That's the wrong time to reach for the armor. Look, you want to be fully armored up every single day. Because you don't know when the battle's coming. I'm sorry, I got off on a rampage. Let's figure out where I am. <laughs> See, I believe that this is a, uh, there's some people that don't know how to stand in the Lord. Because they're not constantly standing with the Lord. There's a lot of people that can't stand in the Lord. When it says pray in the spirit, you can't stand in the Lord because you're not spending time with the Lord. So you've got to spend time in his word. You've got to spend time in prayer. You know, it's not mandatory to come to church to be a follower of Christ and to be a Christian. But I tell you what, when you come into church, things happen. God moves. You get around other people who can start pouring into your life. Okay, that kind of stuff, you need to be in God. That's why I say you can't do life alone. You've got to find other people that believe that can surround you and love on you. So do your teenagers, so do your kids. You cannot do this alone. So put on the armor every day. And you do it because if you want to use the sword of the spirit, what's the sword of the spirit? The word of God. So if that's the only offensive weapon and you're not in the word of God, how are you going to use the sword of the spirit? I could, I could take blow after blow after blow. But at some point, you won't fight back. At some point, you don't like to be a punching bag. Right? So you need to understand where to get it. And what I love is you got to remember we're not in battle alone. Never in battle alone. God is always with us. He's like, he's what I call the commander, okay? He's the command post. He's, he's, the, one, um, he's the one that gives all the orders. So, it, uh, so when, you, when you start talking about the armor of God, you start talking about prayer, you start talking about communicating with God, your line of communication with God is your lifeline. It is your lifeline. So you got to stay connected to him. In any battle, you have to stay connected to the commander, the commander has the bird eyes view, the 10,000-foot view. So when you go into battle, the commander makes decisions, and it has to funnel through a line of communication. In fact, when you go into war, the first thing you try to disable is the enemy's line of communication. If you can stop them from communicating to the people making all the decisions, it's easier to surround them and isolate them, right? And we always say that the, the enemy is a roaring lion, right? And he's feeding on the people that get separated. So if he can separate you by cutting off your line of communication to God which is prayer he has you it's so important you got to understand the theory behind the battle of what we're going through so the enemy is going to try to stop your communication he's going to try to stop your life support because here's the thing prayer is the glue Pr prayer is the glue that holds all the armor together prayer is the um, the door that opens up the resources of God opens up the resources of God and it all starts with 
prayer. So if the enemy can cut off your prayer line, he's got you. Then you're on your own. So I want to pick this verse up in, uh, in verse 18, because that's what we're going to talk about today, the very last part of this. In verse 18, it says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So in praying the Spirit on all occasions. So I want to break that down. You know, what does it mean by praying in the Spirit on all occasions? And the first thing I want to do is break that down. The Greek word pray in, when you hear pray in in Greek, it means by means of. It means with, with the help of, in the sphere of, or in connection to. So, so pray in the Spirit means pray by the means of the Spirit or pray with the help of the Spirit, or pray in the sphere of the Spirit, or pray in connection to the Spirit. That's what that means. You've got to be in connection, be connected to the Spirit when we pray. See, praying in the Spirit doesn't refer to words you're actually saying, right? It refers to how we are actually praying. Okay, it doesn't matter what you say sometimes. And we get caught up in that, and and. And we get caught up in what to say during prayer, how to say it. And, and it's always a spirit-leading prayer. See, I understand that because I had a fear of praying in front of people for the longest time. When I came to work at the church, my number one thing was I don't pray for people. <laughs> and they still hired me. Do you understand that? I don't either. Very first day, he put me in front of a group of like 10 pastors and said, DJ, pray. And I was like, <laughs> I love you. I love you, Lord. So that's the way to learn how to pray. You want to learn how to pray? Get in front of a whole bunch of people that pray all the time and try to figure out how to pray. It's all spirit. Because <laughs> at that point, you're like, Lord, help me. <laughs> I can't do this on my own, right? So come on. So praying in the spirit is praying according to the spirit's leading. Um, so the, the spirit leads us to pray for things. Praying in the spirit. So Romans eight twenty six. Romans eight twenty six says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the minds of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So the Holy Spirit is going to guide us on what to pray for. Isn't that great that when you worry about what to pray for, the Holy Spirit can just show up. He's there, and he says, if you just trust me and lean on me, I will guide you in the right direction. So in other words, uh, if I'm driving down the street and I see people broke down on the side of the road, I don't need to know what's going on in their life to pray for them. I can just start praying for them. And when I'm praying for them, whatever God wants me to pray for them, then guess what? Now I'm, now I'm praying in the Spirit because I'm praying God's will. I want the Spirit to lead me in that. So you can pray for anybody. You don't need to know what's going on. You just need to pray. Just need to pray. So here's the thing. So praying in the Spirit should be understood as this. Praying in the power of the Spirit. Praying, praying the leading of the Spirit by leading of the Spirit and according to His will. And according to God's will. That's when you're praying in the Spirit. Now, where people get confused in the Bible and when they're reading and, and when they come to church is they think praying in the Spirit means I'm praying in tongues. And I'm not saying when you're praying in tongues, you're not praying in the Spirit because you are. But here's the thing. 
When you talk about praying in the spirit, it talks about pray all kinds of prayers and pray specific prayers. And, and how can I pray a specific prayer to somebody if when I'm speaking in tongues, my mind is unfruitful? That's what the Bible says. The Bible says when I'm praying in tongues, I'm praying in the spirit, but my mind is unfruitful. So I don't know what I'm saying. But the Bible says I should pray specific prayers. I should be able to pray things specifically. All right, so, so there is praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues. That's awesome, but that's a gift of the Spirit. In other words, it's something that God gives us because he wants to give it to you. It's given to us by God when he determines that he wants to give it to you. Okay, so, so that's a gift. So if not everybody has the gift, he can't command us to pray in the Spirit if not everybody has that gift. Understand? All right, so, so that's where I'm going with this. I want you to understand that praying in the tongues is not the only way to pray in the Spirit. It's just one way. It's just one way. And you'll pick that up if you want to read about that. It says in 1 Corinthians 14, 14. It says, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my understanding. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my understanding. So you have to be able to enter in and pray in the spirit, one, without praying in tongues. Because if you don't have that gift, you still are commanded to pray in the spirit. All right. So if you don't have that gift, it's okay to want that gift. And that's fine. And you can ask God for that gift. And God will give you that gift. But you don't need the gift to pray in the spirit. Don't need the gift to pray in the spirit. Because in that verse, it says, pray all kinds of prayers and requests. <laughs> I can't pray all kinds of prayers and requests if I'm praying in, in tongues all the time. So, let's, so I want to really break down what praying in the spirit is. To do that, I've got to really break down what spirit and flesh is. Because I think that's the biggest hang up. People are like, well, what do you mean? Pray in the spirit then. How do I pray in the spirit? Well, what is the spirit? What is the flesh? Okay, so we're going to break that down. I want to break down spirit and flesh. Go to Galatians. Uh, 5, 19 through 26. Galatians 5, 19 through 26. And it says, The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, and envy. So if I'm praying things, and out of that, I'm praying it out of envy, out of jealousy. If I'm mad at somebody, and you're like, oh, I would never do that. Really? Have you ever drove down the road and somebody cuts you off? And you're like, Jesus, get them. <laughs> I hope they get prayed. I hope they get pulled over right now, Lord, in Jesus' name. That's not praying in the spirit. That's praying in the flesh. Okay, praying in the spirit would be more like, oh, Lord, bless them, God. We love them just like you love them. Protect them, guide them, Lord. Put a hedge of protection around them as they travel, God, and change their heart. <laughs> Give them the spirit of, you know, listening to authority, God. But here's the thing. We find ourselves all the time praying in the flesh. Praying in the flesh. But let's talk about the spirit then. The fruit of the spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. So if you're praying things that are peaceful, that are loving, that are kind, you're praying in the spirit. You're praying stuff that the spirit would want you to pray. 
right? But then if we jump down to Galatians 5, 16 through 17, so I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. So if you're walking by the Spirit, it's easier to pray in the Spirit. Because they fight each other. So you can't be in the flesh and be in the Spirit at one time. It's one or the other. So if you're always walking in the Spirit, now when it comes time to pray for somebody, you're armored up. You're ready to go. When you're walking in the Spirit, you can just walk up to somebody and just pray for them. And you know it's by God. You ever been in that situation where you don't know somebody? Like I was walking through Walmart one day, and I saw this lady, and she just didn't look right. And God put it on my heart to go pray for her. And I was like, oh, Lord. Whatever you want, God. And I start, I just went up, are you okay? Can I pray for you? And just tears. I just started praying. I didn't know what to pray, but God opened my heart, opened my mind as I'm praying to pray something specific for her. It was a rhema word that came to me to say, you need to pray this over her. But we have to be, we have to be obedient to God when we do that. Because God wants to use you that way. But you have to be walking in the spirit. Right? You have to be doing what you have to be obeying God, walking in the spirit, and you have to be ready at all times. And I'll get to that. But don't confuse this. I just I love this because every time I read this, I don't ever want people to confuse this because um, it says if you. So I say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. It doesn't say you won't have desires. It doesn't say that if you're walking in the spirit the enemy's still, still not trying to tempt you. So all those people that think, well, I became a Christian, I'm reading my Bible. It should be easy from here on out. There's still temptations. The enemy's still coming at you. But when you walk by the Spirit, what you get to do is you get to, it, it helps you. It will not gratify the desires. It says it will not, you will not gratify, which means you won't give in to it. You won't satisfy that need. But don't do it backwards. Don't read the verse to get rid of the desires I'm going to to um to walk in the spirit you don't walk in the spirit to get rid of the desires you walk in the spirit so you don't gratify the desires don't get confused i would be so much easier to sit up here and say hey once you give your life to christ it's easy <laughs> just get out there and do whatever you want to do there's no temptations no evil no nothing that would be so much easier okay but that's why everybody keeps coming back because you know there's more to the story. There's more I can talk about. There's more I need to learn. I got to keep coming back. I got to keep digging in because the temptations and the evil doesn't go away. I just got to be able to, 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 to not desire that. I need to, to not gratify the desires. So, yes, praying in the flesh is praying out of jealousy, praying out of hatred, praying karma. You know, you'll get what you deserve. You know, that's all fleshly. So, so what praying in the flesh is, it's praying with a desire to please yourself and not please God. That's the difference. Praying in the spirit is I'm praying to please God. God, whatever you want, I want to please you. It's your will, your way. Praying in the flesh is you want to please, you want to satisfy your needs. You please yourself over God. And here's the thing. They, oh, man, I can get into this. I'm going to hold off. 
So Romans 8, 5, 6. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. So the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. So walk in the Spirit, and when you're walking in the Spirit, it's easier to pray in the Spirit. But to do that, the Holy Spirit needs to be involved. So that's part of that praying in the Spirit. You gotta, you, you, you gotta usher in the Spirit. You gotta let the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit will usher in Jesus. He is your connection. He is your tie, okay, to Jesus. So we've, we've got to pray. Uh, so how do you do that, man? You've got to seek God with all your heart when you pray. You've got to humble yourself. You've got to come before God like we were talking about this morning. You know, it's almost like you just surrender everything to God. It's not about me, Lord. It's all about you. I want to give you all the praise. I want to thank you, God. So when, when you come before him, it's that. You humble yourself. You let the spirit of God lead you in what you need to do. You ever st struggled in prayer? Anybody? <laughs> come on. <laughs> we can get real in here. There's, there's times when people want me to come up here and pray. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, all right, Lord. And I start out, and it sounds very fleshy in my mind because I'm like, I'm just going to start it off the way I always start it off. And then really quick, it's like the spirit just takes over. And next thing I know, I'm just praying stuff, and I don't even know what I'm praying. Afterwards, people go, you were praying for me. And I'm like, I don't even know what I said. Okay, so, so sometimes you just let the Holy Spirit take over because you want to please him. So what, and he'll just start bringing things up in your mind that you need to pray for this or you need to pray for healing for that person or pray for this person. That's just how it works. That's praying in the Spirit. You let the Spirit guide you. So you, gotta, you have to enter into his presence and then allow him to lead you. So... And sometimes, I tell you, um, I get mad sometimes <laughs> because I think when you pray all the time or you try to pray all the time, you get into this habit, and you're like, oh, I know how to usher in the Spirit. This is easy. I can wake up, I pray every morning. I can get up every morning. I know what music to put on, and I, I, know, I know how to get that thing. I'm just like, yes, I know it. I can go down and play the same music every single day, and I'm like, woohoo! and I'm probably waking my wife up because I'm just worshiping God. And then there's days when I do that and nothing happens. And I'm like, okay, Lord, are you here? And I start getting frustrated because I'm like, well, no, I did all the right things. All right, I set the mood, my emotions, I was feeling this emotion, and I'm doing all the same things. And then I get angry because he's not answering my prayer. He's not talking back. I start getting angry at God. Like, did, did you hear me, God? And then I start realizing that's like getting angry at God because he doesn't hear your, hear your prayer. It's like getting mad at somebody on the other side of the cell phone because they don't have good service. Like, let me explain that. Brother Bo lives out in the sticks. I live in the sticks. He lives further than me. He has horrible reception out of his house. So when I'm talking to Brother Bo on the phone, he's just going on and talking. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, 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 and I'm like, okay, brother, like, I don't know what's going on. I can't hear you. I don't know. You have horrible reception. Hold your right hand up or your left hand up. Stand on one foot. Do whatever you got to do so I can talk to you on the phone. But it's like getting mad at somebody because they don't have a good network or they're in a dead zone. 
right? So getting mad at God because he's not answering your prayers is, is not a God problem. It's a network problem. Maybe you're in a dead zone. Maybe you're in a zone in your life where you just thought that this was something that you could just get out and do the same routine every single day and God's going to show up the same way. And he says, no, it's more than that. It's more intimate than that. Okay, I need to know you. I need to be connected to you. And I think he'll show us those lessons as we go through things because we think we got it all figured out. Okay, but it's submitting to him. It's, it's ushering in the spirit. It's surrendering to God every time you pray. It's honoring him and, and just humbling yourself. And, and when you do that, what happens is that your prayers come up. There'll be a time for your prayers to come up. And you get to ask God what you want to ask God. You get to ask God to step in the gaps. You get to ask God to do what, what you want done. Okay, but it's after you've already allowed God to come in and, and set the atmosphere and the Holy Spirit to start moving. It's praying in the spirit. See, your network's only as good as you make it. See, it's not like Verizon. Like, we can go buy another network if you want to buy another network, but, but your network with prayer is only as good as you make it. It's only as good as you seek it. So if you don't like your network, change it. You're not in a contract. <laughs> right? You don't need to buy a new phone. Okay, you just need to, to enter into his presence in a whole different way. And you know, you know you're in the spirit because it gets easier. Like, man, when you start praying in the spirit, it just gets easy. Like, you're no longer thinking about things, and, and you're just praying. And it's such a connection between you and God, or such a, a good connection between what he wants you to know and, 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 and how you pray for those things. It's, it's just smooth. And you can't do that in the flesh. You can't do it in the flesh. You can try. You can just wake up and try to go at it. But you're going to see you're not going to get the same results. So it all depends on what environment you're in. See, sometimes we're praying, but we're in the wrong environment. Right? Th think about breathing. Think about breathing. Breathing's great. You need to breathe. But if you breathe underwater, you're going to drown. Right? If you get in a bucket of water and you try to breathe, you're doing the right thing in the wrong environment. Same thing with God. If you're praying and you're praying in the flesh and not in the spirit, you're praying in the wrong environment, therefore you're not going to get the same results. Right? So you've got to be in the right environment when you try to, to connect and communicate with God. Be in the right environment. Pray in the spirit, connected to the Holy Spirit. Fellowship with him. So that's enough about praying in the spirit. We know what in the spirit means, but it also says on all occasions. It says, pray in the Spirit on all occasions. That means all the time. It means you just can't pray in the flesh every once in a while and pray in the Spirit every once in a while. He says, no, you won't pray all the time on all occasions for anything that's going on in your life. Pray in the Spirit in all occasions, so you need to enter into that. Don't just pray when you're struggling or when you need something. It's entering into that every single day. Because when you pray when it's just one situation, when you pray when you're just struggling with one thing, now you're praying on that occasion, not all occasions. See, take the word for the word. It says all occasions. I want you praying all the time. Okay, so the more we continually pray, the more we're prepared, right? We prepare ourselves for, for us and our walk with Christ, but we also prepare ourselves, right, to walk into other people, to, to, to be able to minister to people, to be able to pray for people that God lays in front of you. 
How many times do you think it's happened in your life where people have popped up in front of you because God's put them in your path and you did nothing about it? You didn't pray for them. You didn't minister to them because you were scared. That's been me a lot. So, so I understand what that's like where you're just like, really? You really want me to say that? Nah, I'm past today, Lord. We don't have that choice. God says, look, I'm putting people in your path. Because when you really think about it, this is how I take that. If I was the last option, think about that. If God's using you as the last person that person will ever see, and he tells you to pray for them or he tells you to, to do something for them, and you don't do it, you are the last one. I don't want to walk in with that burden on my chest. I want to obey God because you never know when it's that person's last chance. And God's going to put you in their path. But you got to be in the spirit, praying in the spirit, allowing the spirit to guide you and lead you in that moment. Because you won't know what you're praying for. But let God lead it. Don't be scared of prayer. Prayer is just you. There's no special formula to it. I'm going to give you a way to do it, but it's not special. I'm going to help you today, but it's not special. It's kind of like uh, coming out for Monday night prayer. Like I have prayer every Monday night. But I don't sit down and write a whole list. Okay, I'm going to prayer tonight. I'm going to pray for this, and I'm going to pray for this. And no. Now, there are times when we have uh, corporate prayer when we come together, and I have a list of things we're going to pray for. Absolutely. Prayer cross, we pray for that. So, so that's a list of prayers. So I know I'm going to hit that. But that's just part of it. Everything else is just led by the Spirit, whatever God wants us to do. Sometimes we even get a word, and somebody will come up and share a word. Some, it doesn't, you don't know what's going to happen on a Monday night because you just come in the presence of God and say, lead us in prayer, Lord. And you don't know where it's going to end up. It's so good. It's a great place to come in and pray uh, and just be in that presence, be in the presence of the Holy Spirit. All right, so, so it says, with, with all kinds of prayers and requests. So it says, in all occasions. And then the word says, with all kinds of prayers and requests. What does that mean, all kinds of prayers and requests? It means there's zero restrictions. There's no restrictions on what you can ask God for. Nothing. You can ask him for anything you want. Anything you want. Isn't that good? That you got somebody that says, ask me anything you want. Okay? It doesn't mean that, that you only pray for certain things. It says pray for what? All kinds of prayers and requests. So don't think you can only pray for big things. You can pray for little things. You can pray for peace, and you can pray for, for, for anything. You, you, can, you can pray for a flower if you want to pray for a flower. I mean, you can pray for whatever you want. It says with all kinds of prayers and requests, there's no restrictions. But the Bible says in 1 John 5, 14 through 15, 1 John 5, 14 through 15, it says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. So 1 John 5, 14 through 15. But don't get confused. It says, if we ask anything, if you stop there, you're like, yes, Lord, it's mine. I want a brand new F-250 diesel, load that thing up. Nothing wrong with that. You can pray that, but then you got to read the rest of it according to his will. A lot of times people get upset because they pray to God for something and they don't get what they prayed for. And they're like, what is wrong? That's not God's will. 
you got the answer, you don't like the answer. So you try to pray again and restate it. <laughs> All right, Lord, I just want a truck, preferably <laughs> this size. You know, I'm not going to get picky. You, know, you try to work your way around it, but it's God's will. So it says if you pray it in his will, then you're going to get everything you prayed for. Because God has a will for your life and a purpose for your life and a plan for your life. And he already knows what he wants to do in your life. And he wants to bless you. But it's going to be his will that gets it done. You can pray about anything. Just don't get upset with the results. Don't get upset with the results. There's timing, too. You've got to remember, it's God's timing, not your timing. You know, you might pray, Lord, we, I just need a car right now. Well, God might say, I'm going to give you a car. It's just not right now. Like, there's stuff for you to learn. There's stuff for you to go through. Um, they're, they're, I've got something for you. I've got another season for you before you get it. So don't lose hope in that. You've prayed it. Pray it. Pray it in, in, in that his will be done, and then surrender that to him. And be okay with the answer. Because sometimes the answer is no, and sometimes it's not yet. And that's what you need to understand. God will have something for you. I love what uh, um, the, the writer of the hymn, uh, Joseph uh, Scriven, I think is how you say his last name. is. He's the author of, uh, he wrote, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. And when you read that scripture, it's so good. It says, What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. It says take everything to God. You don't have to deal with anything if you take it to God. Now, he might not answer it, but he might answer it. <laughs> but if you don't take it to him, he might not. Now, granted, God knows what's on your heart. God knows what's going on. You know, in fact, the scripture says that he, he knows he knows what you're going to pray for already. So don't get all caught up in how you pray. We're going to get into that. But yes, take everything to God in prayer. And it says, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So there it is, the very end. Be alert, always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So we need to be alert, looking for opportunities. Be alert, looking for opportunities to pray for people. So when you're walking through Walmart, when you're going through Publix, when you're walking in the parking lot, when you're coming into church, when you're walking through school, look for opportunities to pray for somebody. Be alert. Be alert because the enemy's coming. But be alert because God's putting people in your path that need your prayer. They need you to pray for them. So be alert. Allow the spirit to take over. Even if you don't know what to say. There's a lot of things, like I said before, you don't have to do um, to be a, a, a Christian. You don't have to come to church, but you have to pray. <laughs> That's a relationship. You can't have a relationship if you don't talk to somebody. So you have to have that relationship with God. You've got to commune with him. You've got to talk with him. So never stop praying. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. It says, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God and Christ Jesus for you. Never stop praying. That doesn't mean walk around all day, just, you know, people think you're crazy. If everywhere you're walking, oh, Jesus, I love you, Lord, I love you, Lord. Now, granted, it might be effective, but what it means is that in everywhere, every, everywhere you go, have prayer on your heart, have prayer on your mind. I was driving into church this morning. I watched somebody almost swerve off the road because they were on their cell phone. Lord, come on, put a hedge of protection on them, Lord. 
I'm just praying for them. That's it. I'm just praying for them. God, touch them right now. Get their attention, Lord. I don't want them to go off the side of the road. You can pray all the time. You can be prepared to pray all the time. You've got some dead time in your car. Guess what? Turn off the radio and just spend time with God. You'll get where you're going. I've been there before. I got where I was going. I didn't know how I got there. That's pretty scary. That's worse than being on your phone. God's got us, though. He's protecting us. So, so rejoice always. Pray without ceasing and everything. Give thanks. And it says pray for all God's people. Here's the thing. God wants to hear your voices for one. He loves to hear your voice. He loves to hear the praise. He loves to hear the worship. He wants to hear that. Okay, but, but here's the thing. He also wants you to pray for other people. He wants you to pray for God's people. Look, he wants you to pray for people in the church. He wants you to pray for your pastors. Look, pray for me. I need it all. <laughs> I need every bit of it. Pray for me every day. Okay, we all need prayer. And it says pray for his people. So we should be praying for people we don't even know. You should be praying. Look, you, you can pray for other church. You can pray for anybody. He's, he's trying to take the, the limit off it. Right? We don't need to have a limit on who we can pray for and what to pray for. He says just pray. Because prayer is the glue. It's the relationship connection with God. It's the, it's the communication process with God. It's what gives us the foundation and solidifies the armor of God. So how do you pray? I'm going to finish it up with this. I've talked about this before. I've shared this before um, in here. So how do we pray? Uh, Matthew 6, 5 through 8. Matthew 6, 5 through 8 says, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, uh, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. So I like reading that one when it comes to prayer, because a lot of times we think that we don't have the right words. You're like, man, I just heard, you know, Brother James up here, and I hear Jazzy up here, and they're praying, and they're doing intercessory prayer, which is powerful, and it's needed because that helps usher in the Holy Spirit. And you're like, I could never do that. You're not meant to do what somebody else does, <laughs> okay? Prayer can be very simple, okay? Don't overcomplicate this thing. Don't, you don't have to have the greatest words. You know, I was with Brother Bo, and somebody was like, hey, will you pray for me for healing? He's like, heal him, Jesus. And I'm like, that was awesome. <laughs> I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. That's my kind of prayer life right there. Heal him right now in Jesus' name. Have a nice day. It doesn't take a whole bunch as long as you're in the Spirit. You know, God, God already knows what's going on. You don't have to have this big thing worked out. There's, there's, you know, I, I'm going to give you a system. It's just a system. It helped me when I was trying to learn how to pray effectively. I said, I want to make sure my prayers are effective, Lord, so teach me. Teach me, Lord. That's a, a good prayer to pray. <laughs> teach me, Lord. How do you want me to do this? Now, the, the Bible will give you the Lord's Prayer and all that stuff. I'm not covering that. This falls into the Lord's Prayer, but I'm not going to cover that today. That's in there. A lot of people think that that's the only thing you have to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, I will be thy name. Thy kingdom come. I get it. That's a great prayer. That's the Lord's Prayer. Break that down, and you can really dissect that and say, man, this is how I really need to do it. Um, but I'm not going to give you that. See, they just, uh, here's the thing. I just don't want people to think that um, 
I don't want people to think that that they should experience God's power in public if they don't have a private prayer life with God. That's why I like that where it says go into your room. Now, we pray up on stage. We pray here on Friday, on, on Mondays. But you should have a spot in your house. You should have a spot at work or in your car. I don't care where it is. Where it is quiet, it is secluded, it is you. You know, some people call it the prayer closet, whatever you want to call it. You know, I have a whole room. I love it. That's because all our kids are gone. <laughs> so I can take all the space in the house. I can just run around the house if I want. But here's the thing. I have a room that I go to every single morning. Why do I go there? Because that is my prayer room. That's where I can get in and worship God and pray to God. But he says, get in a place, right? The, the Bible says, do what? It says, um, uh, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father. Get rid of all distractions. Get rid of everything that's going to pull you away from him. Turn your phone off. Turn, you know, you can have, if you want worship music on, that's up to you. But, man, you shouldn't be in the middle of prayer answering text messages. The point is be surrendered to God. You're going to give God you know, I call it tithing to God. You're going to give God your first tenth of the morning. I'm going to spend time with God as soon as I wake up, and it's just going to be only him. And sometimes I don't say much. I literally sit there, and it's quiet, and I'm just like, Lord, speak to me. And sometimes I'm just yelling and screaming and having fun, uh, just surrendering to God. So it just depends. Find a spot. Make sure it's private, because what you do in private, God will reward. He wants to know you're doing it in private. There's a lot of people that will do it in public, but they don't do it in private. See, that's that putting on the armor for show thing. You know, that, that, that's, that's coming to church. And, man, I'm all there. Look at me. I can run around, and I can do all kinds of things. But when I leave this church and that door closes behind me, I'm a totally different person. That's what you're not, and that's what you don't want to be. Okay, it's how do I carry this forward through my life? Well, prayer is the way to start. Prayer is how you do it. So it doesn't matter how much you say. It matters what environment you're in. So you've got to get in his presence. So what I have for you is something quick. I've given this before, but write it down if you want. It's an acronym. It's called PRAY. P-R-A-Y. It's an acronym. P-R-A-Y. PRAY. So the P stands for praise him. So you start off prayer. This is just, look, this is not a, like, set in stone. This is my way. This is the way I taught myself and said, Lord, teach me. And it was praise him. So P stands for pray. Thank him. Honor him. Humble yourself before him. Cry out to him and thank him for everything in your life. See, that, that's my time. It's praising God. This might be the longest time in my prayer session. I spend a whole bunch of time thanking him and loving on him. So that's the time to do it with the P. Praise him. R. R stands for repent. God, seek my heart. Anything that's not you, Lord, remove it. Repent. If you know you're doing something wrong, you know, God will tell you if you're doing something wrong. Like You, you can't tell me you've done something wrong and then never been convicted by the Holy Spirit. I'm sorry. He's going to get you. <laughs> He'll just tell you, I can't believe you did that. So guess what? Repent that. Give that back to God. That's part of prayer every morning. God, forgive me. Oh, Lord, I got so angry with that person yesterday or, man, the way I talked to my spouse yesterday or the way I talked to my kids yesterday. Father, forgive me repent so it's not just forgive me god you know repent is a changing of the mind it's don't think that way anymore stop thinking that way don't do that anymore when you stop thinking about something you stop doing something see the key is to repent stop thinking about something so change your mind but anyway it's repent you go before him and you give him everything you tear down every fence that you've built up between you and god so you praise him and then you repent that's the r repent the third one is now you can ask the A stands for ask. A for ask. Now you can go before God. 
and say, all right, Lord, thank you. I repent. Now, Father, this is my prayer to you. I'm going to ask you, Father God, these are my prayer requests. You know, I pray for my family every single day. I pray for my kids every single day. I thank God for their protection, and I continue to pray for their protection and covering every single day. I pray for my wife every single day. Men, pray for your wife. Ladies, if you're not married, don't get married until you got a guy that will pray for you. There's power in prayer. That's how it starts. It's praying. So, so, so just pray. Okay, so I'm going to ask God for all that, and then I'm going to, you know, that's the A, ask God. Then I'm going to Y, I'm going to yield. I'm going to yield to him, yield to his will. That's where I say, all right, God, your will be done. What do you want? And I just kind of get quiet for a bit, and I go, God, what can I pray for for you? Your will be done, God, your will. It's in your name. And through this, God will be speaking to me. As I'm asking, God will be giving me all kinds of stuff. Pray for this person. Pray for that person. Pray. You know, I'm like, really? I mean, there's things I pray for that I'm like, I've never prayed for that. Well, God told me to pray for it, so obviously there was a need. Okay, so, and that's how God will speak to you in prayer. So pray. Praise him, repent, ask, and yield. It's always, God, your will be done. And you've got to be settled at heart with that. When you say, God, your will be done. You know, your will be done. Your, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, Father, your will be done in my situation. Because I know that if what I've prayed for doesn't come true now, it might come true later. And if not, it's because there's a season and there's something you're still doing in my life. And I need to accept that. I can't walk around and mope with that and say, well, God doesn't answer my prayers. It's I got to step up to the plate and keep serving God and saying, what's next, God? What's next on my plate, God? What am I supposed to do where I'm at? See, a lot of times people get so hung up with, I should be going somewhere else and doing something else. They forget that God had a mission for you where you're at, be it in a job, be it in a school, be it in a church. That's how it works. God says, I have a mission for you. I'll release you when I'm ready. You can walk out any time, but I have a plan for you. If you submit to me, let my will be done. I will show you how I can use you in a mighty, mighty, mighty way. So that's how it works. Pray. And I bring that up because we're wrapping up. And um, this is so important because we are entering into 2021, going into the new year. And we are going to kick this new year's off the way we kick off every new year's at Destiny Church with a 21-day prayer and fast. And it's so important you understand that when we go into a 21-day of prayer and fast, it's, it's to connect us, you know, to, to connect as a community of believers, as a body of believers with God. But it also gives you an opportunity, right, to, to follow along, to jump on board. If you've never prayed for 21 days stay, uh, straight, if you've never fasted before, what a great, powerful time to try it because everybody's going to be doing it. <laughs> We get to do it together. We get to coach you through it. We get to walk you through it. Okay, so the prayer is the number one thing I want to focus on because there's power in prayer. Okay, so I want to come together. We'll do, I don't even know. Right now, I, God's kind of speaking to me. I don't know how, how often we're going to pray at the church. It might be every day for 21 days. I don't know. I don't know. What, right now, you know, God's still working on my heart, you know, on how often we're going to open the church for prayer. I just know we're going to do it as a church, as a corporate prayer. We're going to have God always download something I'm supposed to be praying for. So we're going to do that. Uh, we're going to come together. But I, we're going to be fasting too because there's power in fasting and prayer. And when you read the Bible, you'll see that, you, you know, uh, there's a story in the Bible about these guys that try to cast out demons, right? And, and Jesus says, well, that can only be done through prayer and fasting. Like, like you might have the prayer, but if you're not fasting, you're missing out on a whole separate part of, of the power that I can give you. 
So we're going to talk about that. And fasting is, is simply removing. You know, for some people, they do a food fast, um, which is a fasting. They have a Daniel fast. They have some people do a water fast, which means I'm just not going to do anything but drink water. Okay, so fasting is, is removing anything that you rely on, okay, in your heart that you think gets you through every day and rely on God. It's getting rid of everything that's a distraction and just focusing on God for 21 days. I've known people to do social media fast because they're like, well, when I get home, I'm just on social media. And when I wake up, I'm on my cell phone and I'm just on Facebook. And I'm trying to see what's going on with everything, with Twitter and with all these things and with TikTok and all these different things they can go on. And what they realize is they wake up in the morning and the time they were supposed to pray, they just spent on social media. And they're like, well, I don't have time to pray. <laughs> well, it's because I have a social media habit, addiction that takes up eight hours of my day. I can't even go to work without getting on my phone to see how everything's going. Okay, so when you fast, it's an opportunity to give up some of those things and focus on prayer. You know, so with food, you know, I, I like to always start with a, with a food fast. So I will fast all food, and I'll go as long as I can go with just drinking water. And when I start getting the cravings, guess what? I'm just crying out to God. All right, Lord, <laughs> get me through this, God. Get me through this. And what you're doing is you're training yourself to rely on God. You're training yourself to pray to God for all your needs. So fasting and prayer, very powerful. I'll talk more about it in the upcoming weeks, but it's kicking off in January. So I want, we're talking about prayer now. So I want you to start implementing that into your life, into your daily walk. Start preparing yourself to come January. This is not going to be new to you. You're going to be ready to go. You might just heighten how much you do it. You might just increase the amount of time you spend in prayer. You might increase the amount of days you spend in prayer. Okay, so that's coming in January, so I'm excited about that. So basically, we just need to spend time in a relationship with him. It starts with prayer. Prayer is the glue. Prayer, prayer is what opens up the door to all the resources of God, especially the armor of God. Okay, and that's, that's what it's all about. It's about putting on that armor every day. Okay, putting on the belt of truth. Putting on a breastplate of righteousness putting on the you know shoes fitted with 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 the gospel right with the the gospel of peace okay the readiness of the gospel of peace a helmet of salvation a sword of the spirit and then pray because you can't put it all together if you don't pray amen amen you guys get something today come on good stuff all right we'll get a. can you guys play some music back there i don't think i have anybody come up if not no worries i don't need music but here's the thing we're going to finish up today um, I want to pray with you. I really do. Um, I want to pray with you all, and then we'll kind of release it out. So I know there's people in here that, um, man, the thought of prayer is just something completely different in your life, but you're willing to try. So I want to pray for you today, and I want to pray for those that, that need the courage to, to up their prayer life. I need people that, you know, I know there's people in here right now that, that, that need to learn to pray in the spirit more, not in the flesh. Um, there's people that need to, to put on that full armor of God. So I want to pray for you this morning. So, you know, we got every head bowed. People are, are heads bowed already. But if that's you, just raise your hand. If any of that lines up with you, just raise your hand so I know who I'm praying. I know there's people all across the room. I know there's people. Good, good, good. So, Father, oh, we love you, God. We thank you, Lord. You're so, so good. Father, you're so good to us when you don't have to be. And we're so thankful for you, Lord. We surrender to you, God. Lord, we're so thankful for your peace and your comfort in our life. We're thankful for your mercy and your grace, God. And Father, I come to you today, right now, and I just, Father, ask you to touch the hearts, hearts and minds of the people in this room, Father, for those. You, you read it, Father. You know it. Though Even those online, God, uh, the, the ones that just, they want to, 
to have this desire to communicate to you, Father. So touch them in a mighty way. Give them the courage and the power to begin with prayer, Father God. Give them that, that ability to just reach out to you in prayer. So, so strengthen their prayer life, God. Make, make, it, make it just empower them, Father God, to seek you first and to get into your presence in prayer, Father. Father, I ask you to open up a line of communication with them, Lord, whatever that might be. God, I just ask you to open that up for them. Bring a peace upon them, knowing that, God, you're speaking to them and solely to them. So, Father, we, we ask you that those that are in need of the armor of God to, to, to better put on the armor every single day, to, to never put it up and to never store it away. Give them the, the ability and the courage to step forth in that, God. Give them the want and the need to chase after you, Father God, to follow you, to be in your presence in everything we do. So, Father, and last, I just want you to give them the power to resist the enemy, Father God, the power to, to fight off the desires uh, to fulfill the temptations that the enemy brings, God. So, Father, I just surrender them all to you, God. We lift them up to you, Lord. Father, we, we just surrender to you. Have your way in their lives. Have your way in their families, in their homes, in their workplaces. Father God, in their schools. Father, you, you just we surrender it all to you. Have your will in this situation, God. We just love you, Lord. And we thank you, God, for everything you're doing. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And there's a second set of people I want to pray for, and we do this every service. And those are the ones that need to know God for the first time and need to have a relationship with him. It's hard to talk to somebody you don't know. It is hard to talk to somebody you don't know. So it always starts with that. See, because the, the way the Bible tells you is that um, the we're, we're all sinners, right? So, so we're all sinners, and the price of sin is death. The price of sin is death. And God sent his son Jesus to come down and die and pay the price for your sin. He says, I'm going to pay the price for your sin because God said somebody's got to pay the price. So Jesus came and died on the cross to pay the price for your sin. If you let him, it's up to you. You have to surrender that to him. You have to say, Lord, I want to follow you. I, I, I trust in you. You're my Lord. You're my Savior. Okay, but it starts with you. See, if you don't accept that prayer, if you never accept Jesus, you're going to have to pay the price for your sin. And Jesus said, I've already done it. I did it for you. And all it takes, the Bible says in Romans 10, 9, 10, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's what it is. It's declaring that Jesus is Lord of your life and believing in your heart that he was raised from the dead and he died for your sins. So I'm going to give you that chance today. I'm going to give you that chance here at Destiny. I'm online. You can do this online. That's okay. Um, but here's the thing. I, don't be embarrassed. Don't worry. This is not about that. This has nothing to do with people around you. This has none of that. This is all about your eternal life. This is so much more important than worrying about anybody that's sitting around you or anybody, even if you're online, even your family members or your friends or your coworkers, wherever you're watching this. It is so much more important than what they think. Okay, this is, this is eternal life. So if that's you, if you say, you know what, I want to receive God as my Lord and Savior. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want to surrender to him. If that's you, just raise your hand. Let me see that because we're going to say a prayer together. We're going to see it. I see it. One, come on. One, 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 two. I see it. Awesome. Three. Come on. Come on. Holy. Come on. Three people today. And there's numerous people online. Come on. So we're going to pray this as a church. We're going to pray this as a church. Okay. We just pray this together. Say, Jesus, I need you. 
Jesus, you are Lord. <laughs> I've kept you out of my life for too long. I can't do it on my own. Change me. Come into my life. Be my Savior. I know you died on the cross and rose again just for me. Today, I surrender my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, y'all. Let's give it a round of applause. If you said that prayer, here's the thing. If you said that prayer, <laughs> you have just seated yourself in a heavenly place for eternity. <laughs> Come on, that's powerful right there. That means, that means we're going to be spending a lot of time together. Because <laughs> we're all going to be there. I'm telling you, God is so good. Um, so if you did that today, let us know. you got to let us know. Because, we look, you're not in this alone. There's a lot of questions. And a lot of people go, well, what's next? And what's my next step? And the next step's baptism. We're going to actually be baptizing in January, the first Sunday in January. We're going to do baptisms up here. Um, so we're going to be baptizing. But, and that will be the 3rd of January, I think, is the first Sunday. So we're going to be baptizing. Uh, that'll be your next step, but, but that's not it. You just don't say that prayer and walk away. We, we want to guide you through this. We want to give you information. We need to get you informed about your next steps, and we want to help you. We want to help teach you and guide you and lead you and show you how to read the Bible and, and really show you how to grow uh, and be discipled. That's the next step. So, so you're not in this alone, but you got to let us know. So fill out a Connect card. Let us know you made that decision. Give us your information so we can reach out to you, and then we can start getting things set up and put in play put in play you guys get something today good day come on god's so good so before we leave uh this is the last part of our service it's always the time that that we save and it's our last time to worship god today and that's our time to give we just believe that uh part of worshiping god is given period uh it, 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 that's just what we believe here at destiny so we love to give so the way we give at destiny you'll have guys at the the doors they'll have little baskets or buckets or something and when you leave you can just drop it in there um our kiosk is it needs an update so it went down this morning i spent the whole morning trying to fix it so our kiosk isn't working but you can give online you can give on our app wherever you want to give or you can give in person totally up to you but here's the thing i want you to know if you're a guest that's not for you like if you want to worship with us you may but here's the other thing i say it every week if you're not a cheerful giver we don't want it <laughs> don't give out of out of the fact that you have to give that's not what this is about okay i want you to be a cheerful giver and you give because god's telling you to give and you want to honor him and thank him for what you're doing it's part of worshiping god for what he's done in your life so let me let me pray over our offering uh let me pray over that let me dismiss us for the week and then we'll see everybody next week so father we love you god we thank you lord we surrender to you today, God. We thank you for the word today. We thank you, Father, for, for the lives today, the three lives, Father. God, we thank you for that, Lord. We're so thankful that you use us, God. We're so thankful that, 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 we, that we are just here for you, God, that you have a plan and a purpose for us. So, Father, we thank you that we can come together and worship you. And, Father, right now, Father, as you touch the hearts and minds of those in this room, God, as we give, God, as we worship you, Father, I ask you to bless those that give. Father, bless the gift, bless the giver. Father, whatever it is, God, we know you'll multiply it, Father, for your kingdom. Father, let them know that, Lord, they're not giving to a church. They're giving through a church, God, to work in your kingdom, Father God. So we surrender everything to you today. You have your will and your way in our lives. And bless us throughout this week, Father God. Protect us throughout this week, Lord. Father, we ask you to show up in a mighty way this week. Father, use us in a powerful way. Father, put people in front of us this week. Father, let us pray over people this week. Father, put people in, in our past that need to be loved, God. So, so allow us to love on people this week. So, Father, we just surrender all this to you. 
Father, you have your way. Father, we just we surrender to you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Come on, y'all. We love you. Um, we have our prayer partners. If you're a prayer partner, come forward. If you need prayer this morning before you leave, come on forward. We'll be up here to pray for you. And if not, have a blessed week, and we'll see you again next week. God bless.